0: Welcome to Jerry Talks, a blog and podcast challenging the conventional views on aging. Join us and together let's redefine aging. Now, here are your hosts, the founder of Jerry Talk, Dr. Duran, and the brain behind the mic, Adrian Rodriguez.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jerry Talks. Uh, Adrian, how are you, sir?
0: Hey, you're doing very good. How
1: are you? Doing very well, Adrian. You know, we're excited, you know, to be again with you and uh, having this uh, Jerry Talks. I think, you know, uh, interesting things have happened during this week, and I think we have a lot of things to talk about.
0: Certainly. I know we're starting to pick up some traction there with uh, having a lot more listeners here and there. Uh, I'm getting text messages. I'm getting Facebook messages and and all that about people asking, "When's the next Jerry Talk?" So I'm excited to to go ahead and share some more information with you guys.
1: Yes, of course. You know, as you probably, as Adrian said, we have the Jerry Talks uh, podcast that you know, obviously, we're um, you know releasing every two weeks. And uh, but we have other exciting things uh, for Jerry Talks. Um, we have uh, we have a, we're present in social media and uh, we're doing a newsletter. That I want you to make sure that you guys go into our Facebook account and subscribe. Uh, first uh, newsletter release will be Monday, um, where you can uh, find you know exciting you know information. There're gonna be articles. There're gonna be uh, videos explaining the questions from different patients, from different uh, listeners from the podcast. Um, so yeah, just go in, subscribe. Uh, Monday release uh, first newsletter, uh, and that will be there will be an exciting exciting surprise that i will tell you guys at the end of this podcast cool. but um, adrian you know obviously one of the main things that you know we have been dealing on a daily basis of this covid and you know as much as we have covid everybody and um, on our head every single day from our side as healthcare providers we know we need to talk about covid and we need to kind of spread the information we need to kind of uh, update people of uh, how we're doing, uh, what is new, and what we can do to prevent this.
0: Certainly, uh, being in healthcare, we no longer work for our companies; we work for COVID.
1: <laughs> that, that is correct. That is correct. And I was, you know, uh, just, um, you know, obviously everybody's talking about uh, Delta variant, and you know, obviously, you know, as uh, you guys know, you know, you know, and for the ones that they don't know, the hospital is full of people with, uh, you know, unfortunately, of uh, people with COVID. Uh, and um, obviously, uh, ninety, more than ninety percent of them, you know, mm-hmm. with this uh, Delta variant. And the problem with Delta variant is, you know, it's it's more contagious. It's two times more contagious than other different the previous variant that right. we had before. So obviously, make it, you know, make it very very contagious. Something that I read, especially that you know, the amount of the replication is very fast on mm-hmm. Delta, and uh, the amount of viral load and uh, that actually and the spread of virus. That you have when uh, when people get sick is really really high, and that's why it makes it so contagious. It's interesting too, and I you know I think we mentioned that time you know it's about the number of kids that they have been getting COVID, and that's the same thing you know it gets the viral load on their noses, on their pharynx, you know their throat is very very high, so spreading the shred of the virus mm-hmm. is really high, and that makes it very very contagious for people that not only. Either kids or potentially vaccinated people that they may still have the virus in a very mild degree, but they can still be very contagious.
0: Sure, we were we were so worried about our senior population at the onset of the pandemic. To only now be worried about our children as well. I mean, it it it's not. Where is it going to get better?
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. I agree. And don't get me wrong. Uh, vaccination, by far, you know, is is highly effective uh, for COVID and especially for. Uh, uh, COVID uh, for um, and also for Delta variant. However, no vaccine is 100% effective, and I think that's the message that you know you need to be aware uh, that you know at the end of the day, yeah, it's very effective. You know, I think you know the risk of getting COVID with your vaccine is low. However, it doesn't mean that you cannot get it, and that's why you know obviously using um, uh, face mask is so important um, because not only. You could be vaccinated. You could have a mild degree. You can spread it to other people. But potentially, if you're exposed to somebody who is have a high uh, viral load, like uh, potentially somebody, especially if somebody is in, you know, in your house or or you keep a close contact with them, you know, even with vaccination, you may still get COVID. So it doesn't immune us 100%, but obviously, it's very effective. Obviously, we as healthcare providers, we encourage people, obviously, to get vaccinated.
0: And thank you for putting out the, the facts and figures there. You know, a lot of people um, could misunderstand and think, okay, well, I'm vaccinated. I'm I'm good to go. I'm not going to get the virus. Well, that's absolutely wrong. You can still get the virus. You might have uh, less of a reaction, reaction. Uh, you'll more than likely still be a spreader if you contract the virus. But still, it's not a be-all, end-all. I mean, the the vaccination just really just helps reduce the spread, doesn't stop the spread. So the more people vaccinated, the you know law of averages, we're just going to get better and better, and better at reducing the spread.
1: I, I think there was a, there was an article that came from I don't remember. I think it's a hospital in uh, Chicago that basically said you know the number of people that were admitted to COVID in their hospital, and they were like. Um, night you know that you know the people that they were in the hospital on the on the regular floor, uh ninety percent of them they had uh uh they were unvaccinated, like mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, less than ten percent they were vaccinated. But a hundred the hundred hundred you know, hundred percent of the people who were on the intensive care unit, they were unvaccinated. Hundred percent right. of the people who actually were uh on a ventilator unvaccinated. Hundred percent right. of the people who died unvaccinated. Right, so yeah. obviously the vaccine, you know, obviously gives some protection sure. and I'm hopefully, you know, and I'm, I'm and, you know, I think we're, we're hopeful that, you know, obviously more people are getting vaccinated. I think the number of vaccinations is growing. Um, I was uh, recently just seeing a number here that I just wanted to mention Um, about uh, around 370, uh, 377,000 people have been vaccinated. It seems to be kind of, very low number compared mm-hmm. to the general obviously general population of the of the country. So I think we still we still have some resistance obviously, and I hear it every day. Unfortunately, here even in my practice of people unwilling to get vaccinated for X or Y. hmm hmm
0: And and I hear the same thing when when I'm hiring and talking about uh, taking care of seniors in their home. They're starting. People are starting to request vaccinated only employees. That that's just a thing, you know, a caregiver, a nurse, a therapist, make sure, you know, the, the senior will call in and say, make sure you send someone who's vaccinated and it, it inhibits uh, hours. It inhibits, you know, the amount of work someone's able to do if they're unvaccinated. I just can't send them to that client now. So it's getting really precarious, isn't it? It's just, it's I all agree. over the
1: place. I agree. I agree. I think it's, uh, it's becoming, uh, is it coming in, you know, a difficult issue for people who are, have their own reasons of not, getting, of not getting vaccinated? Some of them, they have some religion issues of not getting mm-hmm. vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I understand their, 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 si- their side, but unfortunately, because we're in a pandemic, you know, uh, we need to respect at the end some other people, especially when we're he- healthcare providers. The last thing we want to do is when we want to do harm to other patients sure. or sure. to our patients. And, you know, the last thing we want to do is probably be a spread of this, uh, of this, uh, lethal mm-hmm. virus. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, so those are the kind of the things interesting, you know, we actually had something interesting today. I think the president, uh, was, uh, talked to the public today and, uh, uh mentioned a few things, uh, Uh, Regarding employment and things like that, Adrian, what do you what do you read about that?
0: So actually, I just got a press release from uh, CMS. That's the Center for Medicaid Services, Medicare and Medicaid Services Um, here tonight. You know, uh, the Biden Harris administration is going to require COVID-19 vaccination of staff within all the Medicare and Medicaid certified facilities to protect both them and the patients from the virus. And it's more contagious Delta variant. Uh, That's. All different types of facilities. That's going to be um, uh, home health care, uh, that's going to include hospitals, that's going to include nursing homes, uh, dialysis centers, ambulatory surgical settings, hospices, anything that receives financial assistance from uh, the federal government or the state government, 100% of their employees are now going to have to be vaccinated. That's going to cause a riff. Right, amongst all of our staff that we have right now. Um, it doesn't say anything in regards to the, the size of the business right now, the press release that I'm reading off of, but either way, I know that you know, just in my business alone, uh, I'm gonna have resistance. I can no longer employ someone who is not vaccinated. That's going to make it tough, especially in a world where I can't even hire to save my own life, right? (laughs) I agree, yeah. It's going to be very tough. So um, we'll see how this plays out. We'll see how this plays out. And I think one thing, you know, as a businessman, uh, an administrator, you know, I I have to respect the wishes and, and, you know, the rights of my employees. I have to to respect them. You know, they, they work hard for us. They take care of people and they save lives. So I have to respect their opinions, but at the same point, I also have to do what the government's telling me to exactly. do. It's my job to listen to them. They pay our bills, unfortunately, in, in Medicare and Medicaid. So, you know, it, it's going to be a toss-up of what happens after tonight. Yeah, you
1: just need to follow the rules. I heard uh, one local hospital, at least the, that was the part that I heard, uh, yeah, they were putting people on hold. Unfortunately, that they were, didn't get vaccinated. Uh, they were trying to do into creating like a little waiver and, you know, find a, a reasoning why, but, um, so far, especially after today, you know, I doubt it that they're going to be getting along with even with a waiver. So, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how that mm-hmm. plays. And, you know, especially, you know, we live here in New Mexico and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to hire people, especially when it comes to healthcare providers uh, nurses, et cetera, you know, so we struggle already with, uh, you know, with the hiring, the um, you know, nurses. So, a situation like this, you know, when we uh, have people that may not get vaccinated, you know, it put us in a very difficult spot because we're already a shortage. And, you know, things like that is going to get us in a, potentially in a worse situation. You're correct. You're very right. But, you know, but well, the other thing that, you know, I think is uh, very interesting to talk about or, you know, that is very hot to is the booster shot. I think, you know every single patient that comes today has been asking about the booster what about this booster when, when should I get it who is going to get it and well you know just to clarify that here here about the booster is that you know well you know where you can get it not immediately however I know that there's certain air you know certain I'm talking over here in New Mexico okay mm-hmm. I know that even here in New Mexico they're starting to do it especially some of the private uh, uh, sector but you know I heard that in El Paso, you can just get it even now. But here in New Mexico, in the standard of the CDC has been that, you know, it's going to start beginning this fall. And it will be eligible uh, uh, starting eight months after receiving your second dose of a messenger RNA vaccine. That means either the Pfizer or Moderna. And, um, and, you know, and usually it's going to, you know, it's going to get to people first. Eventually, everybody will be able to get it but first will be people who actually are healthcare providers mm-hmm. residents of long term care facilities or other older adults or whoever person is immunocompromised by other means you know Correct. either because they have been on chemotherapy or they have a cancer that makes them immunocompromised or have a immunological disease or rheumatological disease that make them more prone so those are going to be the you know potentially the first one with a booster. I think people are asking, well, why are we getting a booster? Didn't the vaccine that maybe was did it, it didn't maybe didn't work? And that's not the case actually. I think what they're doing is because we see the Delta variant being so high and so prevalent so contagious that they want to make sure that people don't their immune system don't doesn't run out uh you know, doesn't run out and uh, so they want to do the booster just mm-hmm. before your immune system goes to a level that gets you potentially a higher risk of getting the, the uh, level of
0: antibodies. You're exactly, talking the about, level of antibodies sure have high potentially antibodies.
1: to get um, mm-hmm. to get the delta. So I, I think that's a misunderstanding that I have heard that maybe the vaccine didn't help. No, it's, it's 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 really to just immune, you know, you know, get your immune system, you know, strong, keeping those antibodies high, and prevent you potentially to get the delta. So mm-hmm. I think booster is coming um i think everybody you know in our population that is 65 and older should get it should get it at least eight months after um months. they get a second dose and i'm pretty sure you know i think even now here in new, uh, here in new mexico i would say that you know you can you can start getting registered in cvs in the pharmacies and potentially you will be able to get it through the new mexico department of health
0: mm-hmm. you know um i'm, I'm fortunate I, I got my booster already i'm already past eight months past uh my second shot so uh uh, we, we did a little this is non-scientific non medically founded. We do a little test there at, at the office um, We have our own test kits obviously in, in our office because we have to test our employees One of our one of our kits tests for antibodies plus live virus, right? It's a finger stick test 15-minute rapid test well um, uh, a Couple of us tested before we got our booster and our antibodies were there But the line took a while to show up and it took a little bit and then it was it was a very faint line so unscientifically probably have less anybody's after the booster to uh, a week after the booster that line came back dark and fast (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i mean they're unscientifically i'm not going to say this is proven but you know uh, i i noticed something just doing in our own little our own little in shop test
1: yeah makes sense makes yeah. sense well good 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 you know I I think you know I haven't got it myself uh, I haven't get it yet but you know I will i will get it as soon as uh, as soon do. as my time and uh yeah I, I did well on my first two doses I didn't have any major side effects so I'm expecting that I'll do I'll do well do so. you think
0: there's any correlation to the, the the side effects for example you and I didn't have side effects very much you know uh, other people were were down for two three days you know um is there a correlation with how you deal with the side effect to if you do contract it while vaccinated are you going to be one of the ones who still get sick
1: yeah no i i think you know there's uh, i always uh, say this for patients because it was very interesting to me there was an employee here the employee here got the got the vaccine the same day that my mother-in-law got the vaccine, same mm-hmm. place, same vaccine. So, my employee here is in her early 20s, and my mother-in-law is uh, 65. Mm-hmm. So, her, you know, she got sick, you know, after, mm-hmm. their, uh, after her first dose. Sick to the point, you know, in the first 24 hours, she got very fatigued, very tired. She, she had some fever, uh, she didn't feel well. My mother-in-law, she did perfect, nothing. Right. And the reality is that, you know, is that remember most of the side effects that you're having due to the vaccine is really not side effects. It's actually your immune response. It's, a, it's an in- inflammatory response mm-hmm. that actually you're having against the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So most of the symptoms of this fatigue, the tiredness, the fever is really this immunological response, very hyper, you know, actually working against the vaccine. Right. Uh, and that's good. That's good. That means your immune system is very strong mm-hmm. and is working, creating these antibodies and blah blah blah. So obviously the younger you are, this influ- this immunological response is very very strong. It's it's it's, it's obviously um, bigger compared to somebody who's 65. And not because they don't, not because the 65, the virus, uh, the vaccine is not going to be as effective, but you know, just the immune response is weaker. And I right. think you know, do I can tell you. Uh, based on my experience, we had people in their 90s, late 90s, that they had their COVID vaccine, mm-hmm. no symptoms at all. They did very, very well. So, I, I think you know, in general, that's a misunderstanding too. That oh, I'm afraid that you know I'm gonna have all these side effects. And I always tell patients here, you know, to be honest, I think the older that the patient is, they with exceptions obviously, but the older the patient is, in my experience. The less side effects.
0: Interesting. Are you noticing uh, any any differences in the different types of
1: vaccines, like the Pfizer, Moderna, and the and the Johnson and Johnson? Well, you know, uh, not between Pfizer, and Moderna. I think Johnson and Johnson. Very few people. Well, not very few, but yeah, fewer people got it. And most of the people they they did well. I had a case, one case that I a patient that you know after Johnson and Johnson, he didn't feel well. Eventually, he did fine. He ended up in the hospital, but he was not even admitted. So. I don't know if it was related to Johnson and Johnson, but um, but so far some of the side effects that there early came in Johnson and Johnson about uh, uh, history of venous thrombosis and blood clots, I mm-hmm. didn't you know at least in my experience, I didn't see any. Okay, didn't see any. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, so that's booster uh, booster is coming. So stay tuned. Uh, t- uh, talk to your local uh, to your primary care doctors, and when uh, you will be able to get the um, the um, the booster. You know, by the way, it's, uh, for Johnson and Johnson, I think that's important. If you got a Johnson and Johnson, that's a different story. We don't know if we're going to get a booster. I think Johnson and Johnson, um, they're working on trying to get this booster or this uh, second dose. Uh, so far, we don't have any information. It's supposed to come or be released in the next few weeks uh, because we still don't know. And people ask me this question, can I get this messenger RNA, RNA vaccine, either Pfizer or Moderna, after I got Johnson & Johnson. And uh, we currently don't know. There's mm-hmm. not enough information to support that. So mm. uh, I guess uh, more information may may still to come. Okay. Well, I think something else that it was interesting, and I just want to share with you because uh, I'm a coffee drinker. I, I Sometimes <laughs> I feel that I Sometimes I feel that I drink a little bit too much. You know, I, I'll be honest. I'm drinking coffee, you know, right? <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I drink actually for the, you guys are not seeing us, but we're drinking coffee right now. Right. Thanks to Adrian who brought us some coffee. But the reality is that, you know, um, I tell my wife very funny, but I told after the age of 40, you just need to drink coffee. Is it like, it's your waking up call? Right. So, um, you know, I, I, I am guilty of drinking coffee. Uh, I, I I usually I don't have the I don't have any other any other uh, um, addictions I don't drink I don't smoke uh, mm-hmm. but I drink coffee yeah. and I not that I don't drink I drink too much but I will say that I will drink between um, three to four cups of uh, cups of coffee sure. every day so yeah. three in general very rarely four in the weekend sometimes I drink four uh, but I enjoy my coffee to be honest right. I enjoy my coffee I do I I. Drink uh, in the afternoons I drink decaf because if if mm-hmm. I don't if I drink regular coffee I cannot sleep. Right. So, um, but I'm guilty of drinking coffee. And I was reading here. I was uh, sharing with Adrian. It says you know, the unexpected side effect of coffee. And I guess what they're saying. And I think something that I probably, I, I probably was aware is that you know initially the coffee. You know they said, you know average cup of coffee runs about 90 milligrams of caffeine, which is approximately double of the amount that we all find in a 12 ounce. Can of Diet Coke, and Ooh. don't ask me about those monsters or Red Bulls or think Ooh. oh those have high, <laughs> high amount of it, high yeah. amount of sugar and high amount of caffeine for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess you know what they saw is that you know uh, that is there, uh, that is pretty much you know the effects of uh, getting more energized and you know it's also it's a short term and you know usually helps with the attention and alertness. Uh, it may help with some cognitive task, uh, but at some point you know they're the effects is, you know, is, um, it bounce back to, you know, eventually make you feel a little more, you know, weak and tired, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I, I, I do see this, uh, you know, me that I drink coffee. I drink coffee in the morning. By the time that I go to lunch, I need to get another coffee to perk myself out. Well, how, much right. drink, how much coffee do you drink later?
0: I, I mean, I don't drink too much. I do like a nice cup uh, of decaf before I go to bed. You know, uh, I think the warmth actually kind of calms me down, and relaxes me, and I can sleep a little bit deeper. Uh, a cup a day, yeah, a cup a day, and, and you know, uh, I've been wanting to try this. I don't know if you heard about this, this super, super, super rare, expensive coffee, um, some Asian country where. Um, cats eat the coffee beans, and it comes out in their yeah, 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 yeah. in their droppings, and then they rinse it off, and it's Rose, Have you heard of those? So yeah. I mean, I, I like to try the fancy stuff. If I can find some of that, I'm gonna have to look online.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have, <laughs> you know, I have heard that, and I have seen. I have seen. I have seen. I think at some point I've even researched it because, it, again, it would be just fun to try it, but. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm a, I'm a, I'm an easy guy. Folgers mm-hmm. works for me. Mm-hmm. Some you know, mm-hmm. Starbucks once in a while, you know. Some of the Starbucks is kinda strong. Right. By the way, I, I just throw them I just throw the ad there. Uh-huh. But um, They but, owe us a free coffee. Yeah, they yeah, <laughs> they, they own us a free coffee now. But um, but yeah, it's just um, but that's that's the story with coffee. Um, um, yeah, you just just enjoy a cup of coffee, and I'm pretty sure you know most of the people that are listening here. Is there any here...
0: effect on, on I mean, the older you get, uh, obviously we're talking also too about drinking in excess, right? Uh, I mean, you have people in their older ages, 75, 80, that have been drinking coffee for the past. 65, 70, 80 years, I mean, drinking it all their life. Do they start to desensitize? Is a cup too much for them when they reach 80 years old? Is You know, how does it play with the senior population? Yeah,
1: I, I guess, you know, in in uh, cases that I have seen that people drink too much coffee, uh, two concerns that I have, you know, I have seen people here that they come very anxious and, you know, mm-hmm. actually having palpitations mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually caffeine induced. You know, I go there, but I have seen people that, you know, they make the whole the jar of coffee and they drink several of those Mm -hmm. a day Mm -hmm. so you know we're talking about huge amounts of coffee huge amounts of caffeine so i have seen people coming here with palpitations we take off the coffee resolve also another concern you know to be honest i always ask people when they come to the office make sure you don't drink coffee in the morning because their blood pressure goes up right and you know and that's something that we do see uh you know it's it's a a temporal thing is that but you know eventually it may it can make your blood pressure go a little bit higher that you know potentially can give you a higher risk of other stuff less likely but uh, but again we're talking about high amounts of caffeine and of course you know i people come sometimes you know about uh, one main concern that you know i see in my population is lack of sleep and you know we always need to ask you know how much coffee do you drink because you know obviously could uh, you know could actually prevent you know obviously to sleep so mm-hmm. um those are mainly mainly the concerns you know I, i'm a you know for people who doesn't know but i play golf and i'm a f- fanatic golfer and i actually recently saw phil mickelson for the people who doesn't play golf he's 50 years old 51 years old now and recently won the pga championship mm-hmm. and he has been on a one of his greatest shape great you know his greatest time you know the one of the best time that he has played golf and he's actually in a caffeine diet that's what oh. he said He's actually drinking high amounts of caffeine. That he's, you know, because the problem with, you know, well, the problem of the the, some of the things that caffeine does is that suppress your appetite. You drink a coffee, then suddenly you're not hungry anymore. And I think he's doing that. You know, he was drinking high amounts of caffeine just to keep the energy and also to suppress the uh, the appetite. And apparently he was losing weight and he was saying all these, you know. Magic and you know these amazing things about coffee. Yeah. So you know, i just you know, because just recently I read, you know, and he's all, ba- you know, he's all into the this caffeine diet. I don't know details, but you know, he's he has said it multiple times about he's yeah. having this high high caffeine diet.
0: Well, I'm glad that works for Phil because when I drink coffee, I want a donut, I want a <laughs> dulce, I want something something sweet. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, the only thing that I cannot do with coffee, I cannot drink it like alone. I need to, you know, I do equal. I don't do sugar. I do equal. I do uh-huh. uh, uh, sweet low. But I just cannot, you know, just sugar. I see people just drinking it like straight. Uh-huh. No, that's hard. I yeah. cannot do that. Yeah, I, I, I that. got
0: called a wuss by a, a geriatric gentleman, Marine Corps, who who saw me making coffee at the at the hotel lobby one time, and he looked at me and said, "You putting creamer in your coffee?" I was like, yes, sir, I am, and he's all wuss. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I haven't been called a wuss by a, by a geriatric, you know, senior person. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> I just thought it was the craziest thing. But that gentleman he put a straight black coffee, he wouldn't have it any other way.
1: Yeah, Yeah. It's, it's I cool. know, we <laughs> well, Adrian, that's um, that's a little bit uh, for today. I think we have uh, some good, exciting stuff that we talked about for sure. We'll keep ourselves. Uh, updated and, uh, this, uh, vaccine and this, uh, uh, new, um, um, regulations that, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to mm-hmm. come from, uh, president, uh, Biden. If there's more to come, you know, we'll definitely, we'll, um, we'll, um, inform you guys, uh, next, uh, next Jerry talks. Um, we will hopefully we have more information regarding vaccine, uh, that we can share with you guys. And, you know, and I think this something, uh, I think this, uh, um, Uh, coffee part i think that's something that gets very attached to us and it's something good just to talk about um just because uh, um just fun to talk about other stuff and not just healthcare you know is anything that we can talk you know for sure you know and always welcome for you guys to if for whatever reason they have a, a topic or something that you guys would like us to discuss for sure we'll be always happy to get any feedback from you guys. Certainly. I did say that I was going to tell you something at the end of the, um, uh, um, of the uh, podcast. And the thing that I was going to tell you is not too many people know, actually, I think Adrian does know, but I actually wrote an ebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote an ebook that is called habits of healthy aging, a way to, um, habits of healthy aging, um, and uh, basically um, what, um, what is, uh, what is uh, the book about is about uh, tips about uh, healthy aging, tips about, um, you know, it will teach you a little bit about some of the things, normal things uh, that happen in your body during aging and what can you expect and how you can live a, a healthier and a more active life. So we're going to give it, you know, we're going to give this book for free for everybody who is hearing us on the podcast, for everybody who subscribed to the newsletter. You know, we, you know, subscribe, we'll send it to you. We'll send you the link, um, you know, so you guys can read it, Share it, you know, obviously uh, share you know uh, comment, you know if any suggestions. I think there's um, and we'll talk a little bit more once it's released. you know, for sure we'll we'll have some topics topics to discuss. but I think there's uh, um, there's some um, good topics there. I think most of the most of the things that they said that book they're related to um, they're related to um, things that I constantly say here in the office. Um, we do have an English or Spanish version. Because I wanted to make sure that you know, you know, since uh, 50% of my people or you know of my patients here they speak Spanish, I wanted to make sure that we had a Spanish version. So we actually, I, me and somebody and somebody else helped me translate you know, all the way to Spanish, so it could be available to everybody. Again, um, uh, the name of the book is "Habits of Healthy Aging: A Guide to Age." Fabulously. Oh, wonderful. I can't
0: wait to have a cup of coffee and read that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's uh, easy reading. I think it's uh, it's fun to read. Um, But um, expect that. You know, again, we'll put the link for the newsletter. Subscribe. You'll get it for free. Adrian, anything else that you would like to add? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. uh, Real quick, you know, we
0: kind of stay abreast of uh, all the changes that are happening right now. I think, uh, um, remind me, the infectious disease doctor that we had. Uh, Dr. O'Coley. Dr. O'Coley. Uh, we had him on the podcast the night that uh, the World Health Organization declared it a pandemic, and we even said it's an endemic now, but it's going to be a pandemic here soon. We even said it on the podcast. So we're, we're pretty cutting edge, and then uh, uh, also uh, having the press release before even the Biden administration is able to release that information. So, uh, you know, let's, let's keep up the good work here, Doc. Let's keep yeah. educating and, and
1: helping our, our, our audience. I agree. I agree. Adrian, thank you very much. As always, again, thank you very much, guys. Again, please uh, follow us uh, on social media. uh, And again, subscribe for the newsletter. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for listening. You can find us on YouTube and online at JerryTalks.com. We always love hearing from you, so please feel free to send us an email or leave us a comment on social media. Check back weekly for new and exciting episodes, and don't forget to subscribe to our blog and podcast. Please check out Let's Celebrate Aging.com, an exclusive clothing brand just for you. Until next time,
1: and remember, let's celebrate aging.